Welcome to Rama for Today. No, you see, uh, they had a promissory note on the new birth, but it couldn't take place yet until after Jesus ascended to the Father. Notice they said to Mary, touch me not. I've not yet ascended to my Father. Go tell the disciples, I send unto my Father, to your Father, and to my God and your God. The book of Hebrews tells us what he did. He entered into the heavenly holies of holies to obtain an eternal redemption for us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Can you see that? Welcome to Rhema for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. This week, Kenneth E. Hagan continues his series, Praying with All Kinds of Prayer, Volume 5. Stay tuned for this powerful teaching. Later in today's program, Ken and Lynette will tell you about this month's special radio offer. Right now, here's Kenneth E. Hagan with today's message. Well, let's just praise you. Glory to God. We lift our hands. We lift our voices. We lift our hearts to you in praise, in adoration. Glory to God, thanking you and worshiping you and honoring you. Praise God. Thank you for your tender mercies, for your goodness. Glory to God, for thou art good, and thy mercy doth endure forever. Glory to your holy name. Praise be unto our God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Praise, reverence, honor, and glory be unto thee both now and forevermore. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Praise his holy name forever. 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 Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Glory to God. Thanks be unto God, which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father, for the privilege to come together again today in the name of our Lord and Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you for the privilege to feed upon the Word of God. Thank you for your precious, holy, written Word. We approach your Word again today reverently and humbly. Thank you again this day for the great Mighty One, the Holy Spirit, whom thou hast sent to indwell us and to be our teacher and to be our guide. And we trust him today to unveil, to unfold, to reveal the word of God unto our spirits. We'll give you praise, honor, and glory for everything that's wrought among us. For we pray in the name that's above every name, the name of our Lord and Savior, the majestic name of our Lord and Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen, 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 amen. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We had looked at in other lessons on prayer, the 14th chapter, 1 Corinthians, the 14th verse, 45, pray 
In an unknown tongue my spirit prayeth, but my understanding is unfruitful. What is it then? I will pray with the spirit. Uh, that means with my spirit and in tongues. And I'll pray with the understanding also. I'll sing with the spirit and I'll sing with the understanding also. We felt like that it would be good at this time to just examine the scripture thoroughly on the subject of speaking with tongues and note what the Bible says. Not our interpretation of what the Bible says, but actually what the Word of God actually said about the purpose, scriptural purpose of speaking with tongues. We noted, first of all, that speaking with tongues was in the Acts of the Apostles was always manifested when folks were filled with the Holy Ghost. Now you understand it's one thing to be born of the Spirit, another thing to be filled with the Spirit. If you're born of the Spirit, His Spirit bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. But it said there in Acts 2, 4, and they were all filled. They were all filled with the Holy Ghost. Now, many people said that uh, you know, the church began right there. I want you to go back to John's gospel and notice something. Notice here in this 20th chapter, after the resurrection of Jesus, we'll notice here that, uh, so as to get to full import, let's just begin with the very first of this 20th chapter. The first day of the week cometh, Mary Magdalene early, when it was yet dark, went unto the sepulcher and seeth the stone taken away from the sepulcher. Then she runneth and cometh to Simon Peter and to the other disciple whom Jesus loved and saith unto them, They have taken away the Lord out of the sepulcher and we know not where they laid him. Peter therefore went forth and that other disciple and came to the sepulcher. So they ran both together and the other disciple did outrun Peter and came first to the sepulcher. Now the other disciples writing this, that's John, he's talking about himself. He's stooping down and looking in, saw the linen clothes lying, yet went he not in. Then cometh Simon Peter, following him, and went into the sepulcher, and seeth the linen clothes lie, and the napkin that was about his head was not lying with the linen clothes, but wrapped together in a place by itself. Then went in also that other disciple, which came first to the sepulcher, and he saw and believed, for as yet he knew not the scripture that he must rise again from the dead. Well, Jesus tried to tell them, but they didn't see it. Then the disciples went away again unto their own home. But Mary stood without at the sepulcher weeping, and as she wept, she stooped down and looked into the sepulcher. And seeth two angels in white sitting, the one at the head and the other at the feet, where the body of Jesus had lain. And, and they say unto her, Woman, why weepest thou? She saith unto them, Because they have taken away my Lord, and I know not where they have laid him. And when she had thus said, she turned herself back and saw Jesus standing, and knew not that it was Jesus. Jesus saith unto her, Woman, why weepest thou? Whom seekest thou? She supposing him to be the gardener, saith unto him, Sir, if thou hast borne him hence, tell me where thou hast laid him and I will take him away. Jesus saith unto her, Mary, she turned herself and saith unto him, Rabboni, which is to say, Master. 
Jesus saith unto her, now I want you to notice real carefully now. Read all that to get the background here. But with that 17th verse, Jesus saith unto her, touch me not, for I'm not yet ascended to my father. But go to my brethren and say unto them, I ascend unto my father and your father, and to my God and to your God. Mary Magdalene came and told the disciples that she had seen the Lord, that he had spoken these things unto her. Then the same day, notice that now, the same day at evening, being the first day of the week when the doors were shut where the disciples were assembled for fear of the Jews, came Jesus and stood in the midst and said unto them, Peace be unto you. When he had so said, he showed unto them his hands and his side. Then were the disciples glad when they saw the Lord. Then said Jesus to them, Again, peace be unto you. As my Father has sent me, even so send I you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said unto them, Receive ye the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. I wanted to read that to you to show you that they had received the Holy Ghost before the day of Pentecost. I mean, he breathed on them, said, receive the Holy Ghost. Did they receive the Holy Ghost or was he just lying about it? Or did he deceive them? No. No, you see, uh, they had a promissory note on the new birth, but it couldn't take place yet until after Jesus ascended to the Father. Notice they said to Mary, touch me not. I'm not yet ascended to my Father. Go tell the disciples, I send unto my Father, to your Father, and to my God, and your God. The book of Hebrews tells us what he did. He entered into the heavenly holies of holies to obtain an eternal redemption for us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Can you see that? Yes. Then when he breathed on them, they received the Holy Ghost. Glory to God. And their spirits underwent what we call the new birth. Now, to prove that to you, you can see that they were here with the doors shut for fear of the Jews, weren't they? I said, weren't they? Afterwards, they were continually in the temple, worshiping, praising God, right out in the open. <laughs> something happened to them, didn't it? I said, something happened to them, didn't it? Praise God. Amen. I, I, want, I wanted you to get that, see? And, and so then when the day of Pentecost was fully come, there in one accord, one place, suddenly came to heaven, helped us, rushed by the wind and filled all the house where they were sitting. There appeared clover tongue like a fire and sat upon each of them. They was all filled with the Holy Ghost, began to speak with the other tongue as the Spirit gave them utterance. Amen. So, on the day of Pentecost, we don't see a repetition of the wind coming, though it may. We don't see a repetition of tongues of fire, though that may happen. But we do see the repetition of the speaking with tongues. 10th chapter of Acts. We looked at it just briefly again. 10th chapter of Acts. The, the Gentiles. While Peter yet spake unto them, the Holy Ghost fell on them as on us in the beginning. And they of the circumcision, as many as came with Peter, were astonished because that on the Gentiles who poured out the gift of the Holy Ghost. How'd they know to receive the gift of the Holy Ghost? You see, even though the Holy Ghost is active in the new birth, it's not called receiving the Holy Ghost. It's called being born again. It's called being saved. It's called accepting Christ or receiving Jesus. Amen? But there is an experience subsequent to salvation called being filled with the Spirit, baptized in the Holy Ghost, or receiving the Holy Ghost. 
You're listening to Rama for Today. Now, let's join Ken and Lynette Hagan. We have got a, a special offer. Uh, your book called Power Up. Power Up, yeah. Getting charged with God's power. Oh, yeah. You oh, know, yeah. we need to get charged with God's power every day. Right. Uh, to uh, really handle the things that, that come about oh, yeah, every yeah, day. Yeah. You know, uh, in a car, you have a battery. Mm-hmm. And that battery is, it's, it's recharged every time the motor runs. That alternator yes. recharges that battery. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the old days, when I was growing up, with my car, we had a, called it a generator. But it charged wow. the battery, but the alternator does it now. And so we have to stay charged up spiritually yes. in order to stay on top of stuff. That's right. And then Dad, Dad now, said... Now, this is mine. Oh, Yes. This is yours. This oh, is I'm sorry. This is my four CDs on okay. releasing God's power through, through prayer. prayer. Right, yes, right. because we do, you know, by praying, the Lord will help us and release that power that we need oh, yeah. to handle things in and life. You know what? Uh, that's uh, Actually, these normally sell for thirty nine ninety five. That's right. But you get an $18 savings this month on these two yes. uh, as, you, as you call in. We're offering them for twenty one ninety five. So right. you need to get that a hold. That is a power, good saying. Power up. You know, that's a good saying. Power up and then releasing God's power through prayer. That's, that, that's your deal. Prayer's your uh, deal. No. Don't delay. Call today. Call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. Again, call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. You can also order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G, rhema dot org. Or if you prefer to write to Kenneth Hagen Ministries, our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. We always love to hear from our listeners, so write in or email us today and become a part of Rama for Today. Tomorrow, Kenneth E. Hagen will continue his message, Praying with All Kinds of Prayer, Volume 5, here on Rama for Today Radio with Ken and Lynette Hagen. Mm-hmm.